every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little oh, what's going on where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Would it be oh, what's going on or would it be <laughs> what's? what's going on? I don't know. Does it matter? What's going on? Yeah, because the H is after the W. It's so like cool whip. It would be oh, it would be wah, not oh, wah. I know, but I honestly I think of the 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 uh, Dave Chappelle show. That's where that's that's from. What? What? Yep. You're consistent with it. And I think a Family Guy cool whip. Ah, see, there you go. All right, uh, let's check in with DJ and PK. They had Mark Harlan on. Let's. Uh, you want to hear a portion of that conversation here, Gordon? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The best thing we've, we've really been able to do here and something I'm really proud of is Charmel Green, our deputy AD and chief operating officer who's leading this initiative. She just developed this incredible partnership with her team with the business school on campus. And that's the Lasan Institute, which is a great entrepreneurship program here. And so we're working with those people to work with our students to kind of craft how they want to move forward in their brand, how they want to do certain things. So that's what kind of we're seeing a lot of that right now, just explanation how to those kind of things and we've certainly seen some activity um we've certainly seen some of our students start to do things that we're excited about they're maybe not getting the publicity of master p's kid right or those kind of things but we're seeing some chip away at different opportunities that i think will be great for them Jeez, somebody in their squeaky chair wrestling with the microphone was that the chair or the, or the microphone stand? it's this, it's this mic stand that if gordon did that right now it would make the same sound uh yeah. Anyway, anywho, uh, Gordon, I thought that was really interesting right there. Okay, so you and I have have a, a pretty ongoing disagreement when it comes to name, image, and likeness. We do, and I don't, I don't want to go down that road okay. in this segment if we can help it. Can we? Can we try? Not Should to we go, just deal we? with what is? So I want to talk about what he was talking about there because I I know a little bit about the Lasan Center. You heard him mention that my what wife my wife you? was in the Lasan Center and uh, was. Basically, and I, I can outline. Well, here, let's let's go over what I, what we agree on here, real quick, because okay. I think the BYU is doing something similar. What's uh, what's it called, Austin? Build built for life. Um, where I, I I honestly was really curious to see how universities were going to handle this situation and how hands on they were going to be, what exactly they were going to do. And I really like the concept of involving these programs that can use this as a learning tool as opposed to. My concern is players getting exploited and and not knowing how to handle certain situations, if that makes any sense. It, it seems like they, compared to how they were exploited before, this is... Sorry. stop it. Stop it. I won't do it. Because if, it's, if it has to happen, <laughs> then I think that the, the athlete's best interest still needs to be at heart. Yeah. And, and I think involving you know, programs to help them maximize it, but at the same time learning lessons about 
building brands yeah. and and using it truly. I know everybody does scoffs at the fact that they're getting an education, but using it as a way also to educate and prepare for professional life. It I, is a university. I, I think is smart, yeah. and I. You know, I can complain about NIL all we want. We can go backwards, but uh, I don't want to. And if you're going to do it, you know, I, I at least think that there needs to be some responsibility to it because these are young adults after all, and they are there to learn. And they are vulnerable because they're not wise to the the ways of the professional world. As long as it's ultimately left up to the, player, the student athlete to do what he wants. You know, I, I hope uh, that schools don't come in and – and uh, use a heavy hand to tell their student athletes what they should endorse and what they shouldn't and that sort of thing. should be left up to them to do that. So the Lasan Center basically is this, and I don't know. I, I, I'm familiar. Should we, bu- should we bug my wife? Do we want to talk to, do we want to, talk to her? Now, she, now she do actually to utilized. Yes, she was part of a project in the Lausanne Center when she was going to law school. And at, it helped at the university. Of, it, well, let's yeah, find, yeah she, let's find out from her. Does Kate, she mind if we bug her? I mean, yeah. she's with the baby at home right now. Plus, she's working. Is, she's what? got a little of that summer cold too, and she's pretty tired. So, no, it's probably not. <laughs> let's but do it. Let's do it. Do you want to do it? Yeah, Austin, you have you have Naz's number. You want me to call her <laughs> so that you can then say Austin was the one that called you? It was Austin's idea. Hey, we're just. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a whirl. Why? Why? Why have I chosen this as a professor? She, you know what? She probably will pick up too because uh, there have been. Uh, she's been fielding a lot of phone calls lately, and so yeah. The so fact she, that this one will be mixed in with all the others. Yeah, yeah, right. So that means. All right. Uh, should we? Should we? Uh, should we create a human shield here? How's this gonna go? I don't know. One ring a dinghy. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. No cursing. Okay. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm. You don't sound okay. <laughs> what does that wow. mean? Well, no, I mean she sounds like I don't know. She's got a lot on her plate right now. How are you? Things okay? Yes, I'm. I'm just glad I answered the phone before the ringtone woke up the baby. Oh, oh. good. The baby's sleeping. <laughs> In my arms. Austin, so you almost woke up the baby. I had nothing yeah. to do with this. The rule generally is if you wake up the baby, you have to put her back down, but Jake's not here to do that. so I value Naz's time. Mm. Hey, Thank you. Uh, this is what you and I should do. Let's call Jake's number over and over again when he's home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not funny. No, that's not. That would not be funny at all. Naz, we're glad that you're, I mean, like we said, you got a lot on your plate right now. you got uh, the little one to take care of. you got a, a, a three-year-old to take care of. Is she almost four? Almost four. Uh, you got yeah. you got work. You got uh, you got a cold. You got you got a lot going. But uh, you are an experienced veteran in a regard that Jake and I really don't have that much uh, much you know experience. Here, in. Here's why we called. Here's why okay. we called you, Mark Harlan. Mark Harlan was on with DJ and PK uh-huh. uh, talking about name, image, image, and likeness, which I know is something <laughs> you've been following because we've had yeah. many conversation about it. Uh, they are evolving, involving, excuse me, the Lasant Center. And BYU, by oh, the way, yeah. is, is doing something similar, uh, but involving the Lausanne Center to, uh, you know, help, I sure. guess, the, the athletes. So I guess what describe what it is and what it's the program is designed to do. Uh, okay, so the Lausanne Center um, started really in 
the venture space, and the intent was to try and give students practical experience um, developing businesses, uh, kind of the startup world. They definitely have evolved, um, and I think it's called the Lasson Studios now, where they do all sorts of things. And so, uh, you know, if they're doing it in the context of name, image, likeness, I think I saw something about it. And what what that really would mean is, you know, helping the student athletes understand, know what they don't know. So you can talk in concepts of name, image, and likeness and licensing those things, but really the fundamentals of um, what that actually means, what points you might want to negotiate, um, you know, what the value might be if there's an exclusivity provision in there. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of the law, but generally speaking, you know, if there's, um, other things that you can do. So it's really going to give student athletes the ability to um, understand fully the business aspect of name, image, and likeness if they have an opportunity to leverage that. So Naz, I'm assuming that you had a positive experience with it and that you think this is a good idea where it does not only can the student-athlete uh, get a little extra money, but they can learn a few lessons along the way, and that's all good. Yeah, my experience with Lassonde has was incredible, and Lassonde is nationally ranked. They're, they're really well-respected in general, but I also think that it gives students in general, whether or not they're student-athletes, um, skills that can be applied in the real world because there's only so much you can do to understand the business world when reading it out of a textbook in a classroom, when you have to deal with it in a realistic setting on a day-to-day basis is where not only do you take away, you know, the fundamental skills, but skills that can be reapplied to whatever other scenario you have later on down the road um, after your college career. So I, I think it's, it's a really smart idea um, to involve Lassonde and to arm athletes with tools so that they can be better educated on making these decisions for themselves. Last thing for me before we let you go. Thank you. That that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate you you illustrating that. If we had to go back in time, would we have somebody else perform our wedding? <laughs> oh, you know, no, this is hurt. Now it's hurtful. I, I think that Gordon did a wonderful job at our wedding, and I have fond memories of everything he did, and I don't think so. <laughs> and I, I, my vote is no. Okay. That is so. Dumb. I mean, Naz was an absolutely beautiful bride. Uh, I've wondered a little bit about the groom, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, she she was spectacular that day. Jake, you weren't bad yourself. That was that is nothing but a fond memory for me. Well, I've had more than one person tell Jake that he's outkicked his coverage, so I appreciate that too. <laughs> isn't that uh, at at work? Isn't that what everybody says to you when they find out who you're married to? Oh yeah, they're they're kind of like, why did I pick you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, seriously. Oh like, no, no. Why did you pick? <laughs> Whoa! Hey, he has some great qualities as well. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. She'll she'll encounter people at work and they'll find out what I do for a living and they go, "Oh, you're married to that guy." <laughs> well, see, but this is one of the things that this is one of Naz's great qualities, uh, sort of uh, empathy and uh, mercy. And, uh, you know, taking care of the needy. <laughs> you were something else. <laughs> you know that. Um, thank you. Uh, Thanks, love man. you. Yeah, give. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> bye. Austin. You woke okay, the bye, baby guys. up. Bye. <laughs> There's my wonderful wife.
She's terrific. But see, I, she explained it really well. I could see why there's a lot of value there yeah. for students. And then, you know, learn simple lessons like, okay, I've, I've, I've got to worry about accounting. I've got to worry about, you know, <laughs> paying taxes. Yeah. I've, we can build a brand, marketing, all these important lessons as opposed to, you know, it, it, I, let me put it this way. I think the mission of what that particular, the Lasan, what she call it, center, showcase, whatever it is. Studio. Uh, studio, that's what she said. The, the, the purpose of that and I think the purpose um, of name, image, and likeness, I think there's a lot of shared things there yeah. that could be really valuable. So I, I thought that really jumped out to me from Mark Harlan. And, and same with Tom Homa last week and BYU and what they're doing down there. I'm glad that some thought was put to still educating and still guiding. And it's not, I don't believe it's all about football and money. I don't. I believe in the student, the concept of student athlete, and I'm glad that that's at least being thought of. Jake, we found something that we agree completely on. And I, yeah, the, it's still a university. And these guys, if they can make a few extra bucks along the way, then now you've got their attention. And now they need to learn and they want to learn because they want to take care of that, you know? So it's it's sort of a... A real benefit. I, I agree with you completely. Uh, good on the University of Utah. Good on BYU for and, and probably most of the other schools yeah. who are who are making this turn toward a different uh, idea. And we now have uh, uh, we now have had all three athletic directors on the um, on the station talking about their plans. Of course, we've seen the press releases and all those sorts of things. And you know, Gordon, I'm still nervous about where this is headed and the overall macro effects. But I'm it seems like at least, you know, in these athletic departments, the micro is being considered. And hopefully the athletes, you know, well-being is being considered. And that, that, that clip from this morning shows me that it is. When I hear these different comments about name, image, and likeness, uh, I, it's always interesting to me. And there are, it's a, there's a variance of opinion on it. Did you hear Barry Trammell on with uh, DJ and PK? I missed that. I actually meant to go back and listen. He's a columnist in Oklahoma. And he said he doesn't think it's really going to change that much. uh, Because most of these athletes already have their eyes on professional sports, whether it's the NFL or the NBA, whatever, that uh, this this is what they have in their mind. And if they pick up a few extra bucks along the way, then good on him. But – I know that you have other concerns and others don't. So I don't know. It just seems like everybody has a different view. And there's a mystery to it because it's never been done before. At least it's never been done before legally. So to be fair, Barry said he doesn't think it'll change the power structure of college football. He still thinks the rich will be getting richer. Okay. So here's here's where I would. Okay. so I think it's going to totally turn recruiting on its ear. So how could that not have an effect on the overall landscape of college football? Uh, okay. And, and, and okay, let's let's take out the underhanded stuff, the legalized underhanded stuff. All right, let's let's take that out of the mix now. All of a sudden, you have a huge component to consider when you're picking a school if you're a high-profile athlete. Marketability, market size, branding, all that stuff now comes into play even more. Here's the thing, though: there's only one position. Uh, and there might be a guy in front of you who is playing that position. And if you're a program like Alabama, what is that famous quote that Mike Leach said? He was talking to somebody, he said, do you want to be 
Oh, to Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. he says, do you want to be third string in Alabama or do you want to lead the country in passing yardage? <laughs> See? And so that's something athletes have to take into consideration. Certainly. They can't just say, oh, okay, I want to make more money, so I'm going to go to Alabama. Well, guess what? There's going to be a crowd in Alabama. And you might not even be on the field. If you're not on the field, you may not have an opportunity that you would otherwise have if you were starting at Washington State. Well, here's here's what I'd say. I mean, and this is where maybe Utah will not be as disadvantaged as other schools. Because Utah's fan base, as we know all too well, very engaged. Yeah. Very, it's a very engaged fan base. I mean, there's same a reason. Same thing with BYU. Very much. This is, a, this is kind of a bubble in the West of college football passion. And there are others, but there's a lot of very passive fan bases, too. If you've yeah. ever been to a game at Cal or yeah. Stanford, mm-hmm. you know you know what we're talking about. There's some very passive. It doesn't mean there aren't a lot of Stanford fans. They just don't care a lot. And so Utah, on the other hand, has a very engaged fan base. If you are a star at Utah, that probably comes with X amount of Instagram followers compared to that of somewhere else. But it also means that being the star running back, or used to mean, being the star running back at USC came with a lot of that. That's gonna. There's a lot of value there. There's right? a lot of value there if you are the starting running back there. Sure. Mm-hmm. But but if you're do you want to string, bu- yeah. But you eventually hope to become first string, yeah. Right? And, and that leads and, into what Barry was saying that everybody thinks they're going to be a star, right? And then you know, no, I'm not going to make a Northern Colorado joke. I'm not going to do that. That would be. <laughs> That would not, be, not a punter That joke. would in, be inappropriate. But I guess, okay, so to, to long and short of it, this is why it's going to turn recruiting on its ear. What were the, you, you know, the considerations before, right? Do you like the school? Do you like the location? What's my playing time going to be? Do I like the coaching staff? What else am I missing? How much are they offering me? No, bear with me. I'm talking about your traditional recruit, what they consider. Austin, have I pretty much covered it? Yeah, access for family maybe to see you play. All sorts of things. Well, now we're throwing a really big one in there. And that's do I have the opportunity to cash in on my name, image, and likeness. But if you're that, and that's going to be greater I, at other places than right. there. Than, but that's where I agree with Barry in that if you are that big a star and you are a conscientious person, it probably won't matter. You know? Oh, but it will matter. That's my point. Uh, but it will I, I, matter. I, 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 yes, okay. it will. Okay, look, you talked about the apathy at certain places. Um, if, let's say somebody wants to go to SC and they think, okay, I'll be a, I'll be a star there. I'll be able, aside from whatever payment might come up front uh, that I'm, we're sort of dismissing right now. But if you're going to L.A., uh, guess what? The running back at USC might be a big man on campus, but that doesn't mean he's going to command the market uh, because you got a couple of pro teams there, you got other interests there, you got a whole strata of stars there, and so you can be down here somewhere. You come to Salt Lake City and you're a star running back or a star quarterback, you are going to bubble to the top of that star strata here and therefore thereby your opportunity might be greater here as you were mentioning about this passionate bubble than you would even at a big pro bigger program or a high profile program at a major market yeah but here's the thing and i know this is extreme but i'm i'm being extreme for a reason to prove a point the starting running back at usc reginald bush is going on the tonight show 
Yeah, and but, and Will Ferrell's coming to practice, and uh, and in the Instagram world, I mean, what is that marketing? How worth? many Reggie Bushes have come through? I though? went extreme okay. for a reason. Right. I, I was picking an extreme to de- to you know demonstrate my point. I mean, mm-hmm. you you've said it a zillion times, obnoxiously so. L.A. is a USC town, you know. No, it's it's not anymore. Not with prof- not with the NFL there. I think it still is. Uh, it was it was L.A.'s professional team for. When there was no NFL team there, but now it's crowded down there, Jake. It, 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 I mean, Matt Leiter was going on the Tonight Show too. When they won a national championship, and there wasn't an NFL team there. Uh, yeah, I, I get that there are opportunities there, but I think there are few and far between. I, I don't think. I, I think the the starting quarterback at BYU or Utah, if they were good, they're bigger stars here. And they have more impact here, and thereby they're more marketable here than uh, a, a just another guy down in L.A. But at very least, we can agree that there is disparity, that it's different. Uh, and it, it, it might it's be going different, to but it might not up, be better. It's going to shake up the playing field. Yeah, but the premise we started at with Barry Trammell saying, eh, it's not going to be much different. Well, yeah, it is. Because now there's this whole other really important factor to factor in in recruiting, and that's really going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter as much as you say it is. Now, if someone is going to say, okay, I'm going to pay these guys, this guy $100,000, why? Because I want him to play here. Then, okay, I mean, if your boosters have deep pockets, maybe that will be some sort of advantage. But I still think that Zach Wilson last year in Utah was a more marketable entity than practically any college player in L.A., well, I mean, you're ignoring your your beloved Keaton Slovis. <laughs> beloved. Uh, I still think it's pretty, it's not that different. It's not that different. <laughs> I've never what are you going to do I'm when Keaton Slovis stop wins the Heisman this year? Keaton Slovis jokes. <laughs> you say, yeah, um, you were a little early with um, it, but you were right. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I don't feel the way I've ever felt. I know, gonna smile and not get worried. I try, but it shows. Anyone can make what I have built. And better now, anyone can find the same white pills. It takes my pain away. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay tuned. We're going to have Sam Amick on the show at the top 4 o'clock hour, your daily assist. Tim Lacombe is going to jump on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on in the NBA Finals. And actually, I would be really curious to get Tim's thoughts on name, image, and likeness. Of course, a longtime uh, assistant uh, at BYU. He lived that recruiting life for a long time and that whole thing. So I'd be very <laughs> curious to get his uh, his thoughts on that. So Indeed. that's coming at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We got a, a little bogged down with calling my wife and all, which could have gone worse, I felt. I felt like she could have been madder than than she was. Well, she's she's a good spirited person. I know, but she really 
doesn't like coming on the air. Did you check with her in the break after the baby started to make some noise? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you going to pay for this later? I got a one-word text back, so you never know how that is. Oh, boy. <laughs> one of those. One of word things. or one letter? No, no, no. One word. Okay. Yeah, one word. One Did emoji? I, one word saying, you know, one thing, but easily could be meaning another. You Was it I mean? Austin's uh, whole deal where you, you texted her and said, are you okay? And she texted back, sure. That oh, type. That's that, the worst. That type of thing. Yeah. By the way, am I the only? Uh, am I the only one after? Oh, you guys don't watch. We brought this up on the air, though, right? The Real Housewives of Salt Lake, where they brought up how is that the good thumbs up or the bad thumbs up? Yeah, we that, talked about the, it. The the thumbs up is kind of a an fu in emoji language. It's like a sarcastic like, thumbs up. Yeah. Austin sent a thumbs up the other day to <laughs> something on our show text chain i think where i was like hmm. i hate this because i use the, the thumbs up all the I time so do I. now i always hesitate should i use the thumbs I guess, up or i guess not? we're gonna have to not use it gonna have to find something else because i i do i think about it because i use it a lot and i uh, receive it a lot and so now see, every time i get it i can't help but thinking here, like here, here, oh i hope is austin mad today see, here's on? the problem i'm emoji illiterate me too. I don't know what the different emojis mean. Yeah, like the, there's different colored hearts. Yes. I used a different colored heart the other day, and apparently I was telling someone I wanted to Netflix <laughs> and chill, if you know what I mean. And that's not what it was intended to the bishop. See, here's the, yeah. here's the thing. I might just go back to words, you know? I never really strayed from words all that far, but I might just eliminate emojis altogether. Do just, emojis have hidden meanings? Do they, they do. Well, the thumbs up apparently does. Apparently the eggplant is something you never want to send to anybody. Really? Yeah. See, Google is, that one. See, that one I could see because Can of I do a, it here? I had no idea. Because of a very famous Animal House scene. Oh, yeah. I guess I never can tied I, that together. Can I Google eggplant? Yeah, you can Google eggplant. Okay, I just didn't want anything untoward happen put uh eggplant naked that'll get you that'll get mike from that'll, it that'll get you flagged i'm gonna re- i'm gonna communicate dj style and i mean david james style only gifs that's it or gifs whichever way you want to say it which is it well i said gifs so do i but uh because he he will have whole conversations with people on twitter in just gif just gif after gift after gif and when he does type he does it with his he does Pointer pointers. Fingers. He's he's the only <laughs> person he, I know that still is, does, does that. It, DJ, he, he's a hot and peck guy. Didn't you do a show with him? Yeah, for quite I never noticed time? that. Yeah, he's the only dude I know. I don't know how he got through college. Although he is very fast at it. I know at a veteran the chicken. Yeah. I know a veteran writer who does that. He he always says. And who do we know who it is? Um, Steve Springer. No, LA no, Times. Never heard of him. Oh. One more thing, real quick about DJ. He was awesome last night on that broadcast of the RSL game. Yeah? Which I was laughing at because we were closing the show yesterday going, God, I wish there was something to watch on TV. And there's DJ with an amazing call. Anyway. Shout out to DJ. Who's he? Is is his? He's got a new uh, co-broadcaster. still Dunseth. Is it still Dunseth? I saw Dunseth, uh, I think, got a, I'm sure he's doing both or something. I thought I saw that he got a pretty sweet national gig. Oh, did he? I thought I saw that. Anyway. All right. Should we get to, to Kurt Heelan here? Yeah. Uh, let's continue on with what's going on. Here's Kurt Heelan on with Hanson Scotty talking in little NBA. When it's all said and done and we look back on these NBA playoffs, and let's say Phoenix wins this thing, do we look back and say, well, that was the year everybody got injured except for Phoenix? There's going to be a little of that, but 
you can asterisk any championship you want to, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't look. We, you know, going back to Jordan or whoever. It's not that they weren't the best team, but you still need some bit of of luck. And you know, the, the most obvious example was is like I, Toronto earned that championship. They were fantastic in 2019. I don't, they don't beat the Warriors if the Warriors are healthy. Nope, <laughs> nope, you know, they do not. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to have some stuff go your way, even if you're good. And I think that that's a little bit of what's going on here. Um, they're going to be – it's, it's going to be a challenge for them, but I, for anybody. But I, I, at the end of the day, yeah, there's going to be people who will be like, well, everybody got hurt and all the stars got – you know, Durant and, and – Durant played, but I mean, like the, the the Nets got hurt, Lakers got hurt, Utah was banged up, and yeah, that's part of it, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, that you've got to have a couple breaks. With that said, though, I mean, the, there has been an injury, and how much does the uh, Sharks yeah. injury? Uh, how does how does that much does that affect oh. Phoenix? Uh, not a uh, yes, it affects them because he's their best backup big. They they I think went to Kaminsky for a few minutes. That's kind of the. They go to uh, during the season. They go to Frank Kaminsky. Uh, I think you might see more small ball. They just might go to Tory Craig and stuff. Uh, but I don't. You're talking about the, yeah. the limited number of minutes. I don't think. I don't think it's a huge blow to them. I think the guys they've got who are who they can bring on will hold their own for for the limited role, which is you know the Andre Ayton can't play 48, so we've got we've got to get him you know 15 20 minutes of rest during the game, and if you can get decent 15 minutes out of some of those guys. Uh, they could go with Abdul Nader, too, if they wanted to go small and just shoot. Like, they've got options. Is what we're seeing in the NBA healthy where we've got now, this would be the fourth consecutive different team to win a championship over that, that span. Is that is that healthy for the NBA, or is it healthier to have built dynasties and repeating champions? That's a good question. I, I I think this year in particular, I liked seeing the fresh faces. I wanted to see, you know, it, it's been fun not to nothing against, you know, Curry and LeBron, and and those were great battles. But I think there's something too, like you've got to introduce more casual fans to Devin Booker and Trey Young and and all these great young players, Donovan Mitchell, all these great young players um, that that need a star turn on on that stage. So. Uh, I think it's good, but I I'm I personally am a believer in I, I tend to like having a dynasty and a team to chase. Like, all right, if it's the Warriors, then you got to go. Somebody's got to be good enough to go beat the Warriors, you know. And the, the Rockets came fairly close, actually. And but I kind of like that having a target out there personally. But I don't know if it's good for ratings or not. I don't I don't or the league. I I I, I don't know that having a different champion every year really hurts the NFL that much. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I I think it's good for the NBA. I'd like to see it. I just don't know how much of it is real because, as you mentioned, Toronto yeah. doesn't win if Golden State doesn't get hurt. I don't know if the Lakers yeah. win last year in the bubble if Golden State's uh, completely healthy. Uh, you could say the yeah. same about this year with the Lakers or Brooklyn. You know, you, I think at the end of the day, the star teams and the power teams still are going to dominate more often than not. Yeah, I think so. And I think the it's made this a fun year. I, I, what I'm worried about with people is like uh, getting on the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be good for a while, but if you told me that next year the Phoenix Suns are not back, you know, they get bounced in the second round, it'd be like, yeah, that absolutely could happen because the West is going to be 
so deep and the, the Clippers could be healthy and that'd be a different story or, you know, the Lakers or Utah or Denver who, you know, is still very good and they're still up and coming teams. Like it's just so deep. And then the East, you know, Milwaukee's going to be good, but what about Atlanta? It's like if I got to, Atlanta could take half a step back next year and it wouldn't shock me just because not that Trey Young's not going to get better, but there's going to be better teams in the East. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you're going to catch the same breaks. I'm not sure you're going to get Philadelphia. They they should be better next year, whatever they end up looking like. And Joel Embiid will be healthy, and I don't know if they beat them. Do you think Brooklyn will get it together, stay healthy, and Kyrie Irving will calm down and be at practices and participate in games and <laughs> like not be a distraction? And Do you think that they'll get it together? Because if they do, I, I think all of us could agree that that's just going to be a steamroll. Yeah, I that's absolutely, you know, I was joking with somebody the other day. They were saying, well, what do you think about next season? I'm like, hey, let's, let's, let's get through the draft and, and free agency before I pick Brooklyn to win it all. Can we, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, they're going to be the team to beat. I, Kyrie Irving is going to be Kyrie Irving, and they are giving him room to go and be Kyrie Irving. And if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't bother Kevin Durant and James Harden much, then it doesn't matter. I know that there's buzz about frustration in the organization and them considering you know hey can we could we find a way to trade him but i just i don't think you get enough value back and be out at the end of the day i think you just you kind of live with that because you know what you get in the big moments and then you you double your medical staff i don't know what else you can do you need some they they just that's a harden harden's normally pretty durable but you're going to have to give durant and irving their space there's Kurt Heelan uh, from earlier with Hanson Scotty from uh, ProBasketballTalk.com. You know, Jake, you've brought this up a number of times that that champions sometimes are beneficiaries of uh, difficult situations for the teams they play. I mean, this is just a part of it. You've got to be good. You've got to be great. And you've got to be lucky. It's just the way it is. And... We, there are a whole lot of examples in sports, both pro and college, where this is the case. Well, I mean, there's a common thread uh, between Utah's runs in 04 and 08. Both those teams were extraordinarily healthy. Remember that? Remember the year 07 before for Utah where the whole team got hurt? <laughs> and then in 08, they stayed healthy and they were really, really good. Uh, BYU last year, uh, outside of, of course, losing Bushman before the season was, uh, was no bueno. But for the most part, it was a pretty healthy squad last year. I mean... Uh, Injury, being fortunate from an injury standpoint is a big part of it. And then, yeah, you're exactly right. What happens to your opponent, what they're going through? I mean, it's, yeah, you've got to be, lucky is such a interesting word, but you do have to be well, fortunate. Okay, let's say that uh, Phoenix, let's say that Devin Booker had a bum ankle and uh, and Chris Paul was, if not unable to play, was uh, was damaged. How would would Phoenix be in the final right now? I don't think so. Probably not. And so uh, maybe that makes Jazz fans feel something different. Well, I mean, feel, go back but... to the first round. I don't know this, but uh, you know, you being the Laker guy, you are. If uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis were right going into the playoffs, how would that series have yeah. turned out? And think about how the Jazz in their first round series. Donovan Mitchell doesn't play in the first game, and guess what? They lose. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. 
I that's just <laughs> there's no other way to describe it other than uh, it's your destiny. Look at you trying not to smile over there. Try not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Market update coming up next. Sam A. McAfee. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed financing options available, Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a market update brought to you by our friends at trydaytrading.com. Now, anyone can be a day trader. Visit uh, trydaytrading.com today. Gordon, how did the markets do? Oh, the difference a day makes, Jake. Yesterday, record highs. Today, woof, rough day. Apparently, there are fears based on uh, less than positive economic growth indicators and concerns over COVID. So everybody get vaccinated so we can get rid of that stuff. But anyway, uh, the Dow was down just shy of 260 points. They started off good, but then eventually they ended up doing poorly. Oh, no. The NASDAQ was off 105 points. You'll get nothing and like it. The S&P was uh, down 37 points. (laughs) (laughs) The most ridiculous video. Rough day. Um, What happened? The cat got its nail stuck in the zipper. Hmm. The guy's pants zipper. Yeah, so the cat was just, never mind. So that sound <laughs> on the pants zipper. Well, yeah. think about what would happen to you. How would you react if your fingernail got stuck in the zipper? But the video just appears as if this cat decides to just start attacking this guy's <laughs> groin mercilessly. And he's trying to do, isn't it like some sort of video cast or something that he's doing or a meeting or something yeah, like it, that? Yeah, well, no, it's a video play. cast about how nice and cozy and comfy this cat is. This is Mr. Cuddles, and, and the, he's a good cat. See, I feel bad for the cat. That would hurt. Uh. But all you, it ends up, and I can't play it because I haven't edited it, and it would need heavy editing. Uh, but it, it ends with him like chucking the cat against the wall. <laughs> what happened to the nail? What happened to the? Claw? I don't know, but it was going to kill the man. It was like swiping for his jugular and stuff. I would have thought it's either this cat or me. I, if I exactly. were that guy, yeah, yeah, I would have thought it's, it's Mr. Cuddles or not. Was Mr. Cuddles okay? Yeah, he came back on and did. That's how I know it was that it got stuck in the zipper as he came back and explained. But you really just see he and the cat kind of disappear out of the frame, and then the cat goes flying, and then it's that's the end of the video. Huh. It's wow. like that guy that found the bobcat in his driveway. Oh, yeah, and he just, chucks, just it, uh, chucks yeah. it. Um, Can I bring <laughs> up, uh, speaking of money, can I bring up something that's really going to anger Austin? Sure. If it's about the tires... No, no, I'm no, no, lose no, no, it. no, no, no. This, and this has a sports connection to it, too. So Barry Alvarez retiring from uh, the Wisconsin Athletic Department, right? Yeah. He was the AD, longtime football coach. How long do you think he was there? Off In top total? Of your head. Yeah. 22 years? Oh, I just found it. 31 years. 31? With wow. the University of Wisconsin. Okay. All right. 
Well, uh, Barry retired with 1,272 hours of unused vacation time. That's 31 weeks. So Wisconsin had to cut him a check on his way out the door for his unused vacation time. Austin, (laughs) you ready for this figure? No. (laughs) Here's the check. $1.18 million. Uh, That's 31 weeks of pay? 31 weeks of vacation, yeah. Is that at his normal uh, rate of pay? I would assume so. Because a whole year is 52, right? So we're roughly half that. A little more than half of 52 now, right? Yeah, that sounds totally reasonable. So he's making $3 million a year? Yeah. Well, I probably not over the entire 31 years. I don't That's know. That's right. So is it charged just at today's rate of pay, or yeah, is right. it prorated from 1903 to I now? I have no idea how it was calculated, but he's being, being paid $1.18 million to for do nothing. To nothing. Here's the thing about it, though. For an AD like him, he probably... Every day was a vacation, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think you think Barry Alvarez is logging his vacation time correctly? <laughs> no. You know what I mean? He's the boss. Right. Or even when he was the football coach. You think he's logging vacation hours? I mean, they work such odd hours anyway. They were all work trips that were expensed. Yeah, exactly. The definition of vacation is can be really loose. Especially for, when you're a someone like that. football coach or an athletic yeah. director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can go on a week-long vacation, but if you stop by and speak to a few, uh, you know, whoever, officials, maybe that counts it's a whole as tax work. Yeah, you, you, you take a, the University of Hawaii's AD out to dinner and say, <laughs> you know, I was doing some work down there, and uh, I needed at least a week before to prepare for this meeting diligently. So what he really, a, a person of good conscience, would have said, nah, nah, I've, we're good. Let's just, but he's cashing in on... That he'd never claimed a sick day or a vacation day. 31 weeks of vacation. Oh, I would challenge that in court. Here's here's the tricky thing about that. I hope his kids hate him. Don't most employers limit the the amount of carryover you can have? Not when you're Barry Alvarez at at Wisconsin. And he probably made the rules. (laughs) It's good to be king. Just a little $1.18 million out the dough. I talked to him once in an elevator. He was, uh, he Honk. was, uh, let me say it this way. Uh, <laughs> that will never not be funny. Self important? Oh, so you guys had something to talk about. Bah! Come on. Sorry. I'm now, I'm when sorry. I go home today, I'm the entire sorry. Monson family. Is going to say, man, that Jake is mean. Oh, that wasn't mean. That was a softball. Uh, I believe that you believe it wasn't mean. Oh, see, now that was mean. (laughs) That was mean? (laughs) No, when I said that yesterday, that was kind of mean. But that was just a that was a layup right there. Come no, on, only if you see. Come on, only if you're wired that way, which you are, with a sense of humor. <laughs> so what'd you talk with to him? What'd you talk to him about? Preferred cologne? What What'd you get into? <laughs> see, uh, what's that noir brand? Draka Noir. <laughs> Does that sound no, like that's something not Barry Alvarez would be wearing? Dracar Noir. Dracar, yeah. that's what it is. You're more of a Ralph Lauren, Lauren Polo guy. He's a sea spray by Old Spice. 
That's true. I bet Barry Alvarez does smell like Old Spice. If I had to guess what that dude smells like, what did Barry smell like? Nacho cheese. <laughs> and Old Spice. A brat? That would make sense. Oh, man. A brat? That's a pretty good gig if you can save up that kind of vacation and just get a check on your way out the door. Is it wrong of me to hope that he worked so much that his kids don't have a relationship with him? (laughs) Do you think if Barry Alvarez... uh, That's wrong of me? Do you think if he didn't do a stitch of work during a day and he played golf, that was probably a work day, right? Yeah, he's not... That's what I'm saying. He's not accurately reporting his vacation hours. Are you kidding this is the guy that uh, when what's his name left Wisconsin, he decided he was going to coach the team, right? Yeah. Am I thinking okay? When right. Gary Anderson left, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, this is the guy that required Gary to have a like statue of Barry Alvarez yeah. in in <laughs> Gary Anderson's office, yep, as if to say, "I'm still here. You may be coach, but not really." Wow, maybe I should have a statue made of me and give one to you and give one to you. Oh, I thought you were going to say your son's-in-law, and I was going to say, yep, that's the one. <laughs> oh, brother. That's funny. Well, good for him. 1.8, you said? 1.18. Oh. Good for him? Of course, Gordon would identify. Good for the 1%. He really caught a break here. You think he's getting all that money from, like, uh... Is that coming out of students' tuition? No, I don't know. Is that coming from boosters? I, I don't know. Good for right. him. No, the university is paying him, so yeah, that's not well, Where's from, the university getting the that's money? That's not from boosters. That's the university paying. Where is the university getting the money Student from? fees, probably. Okay. That's that's the athletic said. department budget, which is now $1.18 million <laughs> shorter. Ticket sales, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but 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 that NIL thing is a real problem for student athletes, <laughs> Jake. Right? I mean, you deserve that, my friend. Why did I deserve that? Because. Because why? Did. What does that have to do with anything? Just desserts. You huh? were just <laughs> defending Barry Alvarez just thirty seconds ago. I I look. I'm all for everybody getting richer. I, I I just don't want the ads and the coaches to be the ones getting richer. I want the the guys on the field to get richer too. And I'm I want the ads houses to fall into sinkholes. That's all. <laughs> Coming up next, we're we're flip flopping some things. We've had uh, some schedule changes here. Tim Lacombe will be next. Sam Amick will join us at the top of the five o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.